You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. I'll be your host for the show. What a weird, bizarre, finally breaking the Cardinals way game last night. Cardinals with a walk-off winner over the Reds, 5-4. St. Louis able to score three runs in the bottom half of the ninth to come back to win it. They are now at 500. The Reds fall to 10-13. and 13. So it was just a bizarre game from... At the start of it, Cardinals' defense was sloppy. At the end of it, the, the Reds were able to kind of gift the Cardinals. I'm not saying that the Reds lost this and the Cardinals didn't win this or whatever, however you want to look at that. But the Cardinals were able to put together good at-bats. But the ninth inning was definitely weird. Rossiola Iglesias had a weird inning for sure with the ball call. But I'll get into all that, uh, break it down for you guys today. And I also am going to uh, preview my uh, preview of the game tonight against the Cincinnati Reds with... Um, Dakota Hudson going on the bump for St. Louis. But first things first, 5-4 winner. Let's start with the ninth. Um, first of all, at the top of the ninth, you have Seth Elledge replacing Alex Reyes. Um, he walks Galvis, and then he gives up a double to Votto, then he walks um, Castellanos, then he walks Winkler to load the bases. And you're just thinking, what, what happened? You know, Seth Elledge was has been lights out for the Cardinals this year since his debut, but he's able to come back and get Eugenio Suarez uh, swinging and then the ninth, uh, Rossiel Iglesias. I think I've always been impressed with Rossiel Iglesias uh, as the closer for the Reds. I know that he has his moments, but I just love his stuff. Um, but, I mean, I think in the ninth inning, when you're trying to close out a game, the biggest key to help you get that save or to close the game out is the first guy. And he hits Brad Miller with a second pitch, so that's not good. And then you, you compound that negative with another negative with a, with a walk to Tyler O'Neill to put runners on first and second. Dexter Fowler then comes up. They looked like they were trying to bunt with Fowler. Fowler um, did try and uh, bunt a couple different times, um, really showed bunt, but he ends up getting a base hit to load the bases. And then Yadier Molina comes up. His first game back, he had a great day. He had uh, two hits. They gave him a hit on that last last uh, last play in the ninth. Um, he already singled earlier in the game with base hits to right field. I'll talk about Yadi uh, and Wainwright a little bit later on, like I said. But uh, Molina, you know, kind of opposite what the Cardinals had done this entire game. They had really good long at-bats. Molina sees three pitches. <laughs> he fouls away uh, a slider that was kind of up in the zone. He swings and misses. It's kind of a check swing, swing and a miss on a slider in the dirt. And then he gets another slider and, and taps it back to the mound. And Marcelo Iglesias tried to get it. It was to his right, and it tips off his glove. I Hindsight's twenty twenty, and I, I was, I'm a former pitcher. I get it. If he lets that go, it's probably a double play. Um, so granted, that, that only gets you the, the first, first two outs of the inning. still got to deal with Carlson next. But, man, that's just got to be tough as Iglesias to know that man, I got the ground ball that I needed. I just was over-anxious and tried to get – Tried to get, make the play myself, and it was just so tough. I mean, Molina only hit that ball, you know, 79 miles an hour off the bat, an expected batting average of .040. Uh, so it was just a tough, tough break for the for the Reds, a good break for the Cardinals. Um, gets the run 
And then what's really weird, what happened next is that Carlson was up at the plate. I think it was before the first pitch. Yeah, it was before, it was before he even threw a pitch to Carlson. Um, Iglesias just called for a balk. I did not see it live. I'll be the first to admit I did not see what happened live. I was just kind of paying attention, and all of a sudden, umpire's hands go up, balk called, and I'm kind of lost. At the replay, you see the slightest twitch of the shoulder, just ever so slightly, almost like he was going, like if he would have continued with that motion, I think he would have come set, but he twitched up, moved his shoulder up slightly, didn't move the glove, didn't move his feet. Uh, Jeff Carr, host of Locked on Red, tweeted that out as well, um, and he gets called for a bark. That, for an umpire, is a huge call. I'm, an, I'm a high school umpire. I get not major the level, but I'm a high school umpire. And that for, to make one of those kind of calls, to balk in the tying run in the bottom of the ninth inning, you've got to be absolutely sure. I didn't see it live. Granted, you know the broadcast angle is different. I think the third base umpire was the first one to call it. Um, and the third base umpire being uh, Jose Navas. I think he was the first one to call it. That is just a big-time call that I would not have had the guts to call, I don't think, unless it's blatantly obvious. I don't think that was. But then, you know, you, you think, okay, Carlson's got a chance after after the balk. Um, Cardinals got two breaks at inning with, with the little bloop off of Iglesias' glove and the balk on Iglesias. You think Carlson is finally going to get things going. Maybe he, he, this is where he starts to turn things around. He has a good at-bat. He, uh, he sees six pitches. Uh, but he ends up just swinging and missing over a changeup again. Um, and I, I'm not giving up on Carlson. I'm really not. I just think he's hitting 129, and his uh, his, his OPS, OPS is 343. Struck out two more times today. Left four runners on base. I don't think he's Bader 2.0 in terms of striking out and not being able to lay off a, a breaking ball because I think Carlson has more skills. I just think that Carlson needs a day off. He's just, he's just struggling. I think he's overmatched a little bit, maybe overwhelmed. I don't know. I just think he needs he needs a day off, and he struck out. Uh, but then the Reds brought in Nate Jones, a right-hander, and they brought in five men on the infield, which I don't get. Anyways, it ended up not mattering. But I would have – I don't know what, what the Reds' bullpen situation is like, but I almost would have rather, as a Reds fan, seen a lefty there to face Wong or, or bring a righty in and walk Wong to load the bases and get a double play. Doesn't matter. Wong takes the first two pitches, swings and misses on a fastball down the pipe, and then hits a fastball uh, one hop the wall. I think for a walk off winner. Um, that's Wong's fifth walk off hit uh, during the regular season. He also had a walk off against San Francisco in 2014 Division Series. Um, so Wong has done this before, and he was able to you know to put the Cardinals over the top. I was actually at his last walk off home run um, against the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2016. I believe it was 16 or 18, one of those even years. Uh, but it was just a weird ninth inning. Um, and I'll go ahead and go through through the rest of the game before I get single out Wainwright and Molina for good things, not, not for bad things. Uh, but it's it started off weird, too, because Wainwright is able to, you know, he get, he he's not able to. Rather, Goldschmidt makes a nice play on a vital ground ball to, to first and then throws it away, so that's an error. Um, and then a couple of batters later, Suarez hits a tailor-made double play to Brad Miller, and Brad Miller... Kind of pulls a Matt Carpenter a little bit, commits an error. Um, two errors in the inning forces a couple unearned runs to score for Cincinnati. Wainwright ended up uh, just allowing two earned runs on the day, um, and then in the, th- in the second inning, Wainwright gives up another run to Cincinnati. Uh, this time on a Freddie Galvis home run that um, that was hit pretty good to right field, 400 some odd feet, I think. 
Cardinals able to get two in the bottom of the second, though, which which you like to see some resiliency on a Yadier Molina line drive. Again, talk about him in a minute. I do want to finish the breakdown of this game before I get into Wainwright and Molina. Uh, and then the third, Moustakis is able to get an RBI double. And that was the last hit Cincinnati Reds saw. Unless it, Adam Wainwright gave up to the Cincinnati Reds. He would end up retiring 15 straight. And then for the rest of the day, Sonny Gray just looked really, really good. Uh, I talked on Lockdown Reds yesterday with, with Jeff Carr that I just love what Sonny Gray brings to the table. I think he's a lights-out pitcher. He does not get enough respect, does not get enough media coverage across the league. I love what Sonny Gray brings to the table. Uh, he struck out six Cardinals today. He did walk four, so that was kind of uncharacteristic of him because the Cardinals, as an offense, were able to put up really good at-bats. They saw five walks today, so you like to see that from an offense. And it, I just thought that they looked really, really good. And the, the ending that Gray gave up a lot of runs, or gave up two runs, was his most pitches per inning. Um, he threw 26 pitches that inning in the second um, so that the Cardinals were able to put good at bats against him, and you know Gray didn't look as dominant as he has in the past. So I think that that's a good thing. Um, and his counterpart Adam Wainwright also looked really good today. Uh, just for today, seven innings, six hits, four runs, only two earned, struck out four. He pitched really well. His batter mate Miadier Molina had himself a day coming back off the IL, um, and I will talk about that in just a moment. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses, like I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it is simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free home excuse me, a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB today, and if you are approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. GetRoman.com slash MLB. Adam Wainwright has been around for an extremely long time. He's 39 years old. Um, he broke onto the scene in 2006. Um, one of his most famous moments was, or is, the 2006 curveball he threw to Carlos Beltran. Beautiful backdoor curve. Uh, strikeout Carlos Beltran to send the Cardinals to the World Series in 2006. Um, he became a starter in 2009. Um, and since then, he's he's just been he's had stints of just being absolutely dominant. Uh, he's got 164 career wins, which is second all time, third excuse me, all time in Cardinals history. 3.38 ERA, 2,121 and two thirds innings, 1,788 strikeouts. He's just an ageless ageless wonder. Wayno continues to age like fine wine. Gets better as he gets older and up there in age. Um, in 2000. 16, 17, 18 were kind of injury-filled years for Wainwright. Um, but, I mean, since 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 2018, he has been 
locked and loaded. He's pitched really well. His ERA was a bit high last year, 419, but 14 wins for, for a guy, you know, at that point was 38 years old. And his, four, his ERA was a little bit de- deceptive, I think, because um, he, he would have games where he would kind of lose it a little bit. But overall, I just... I think I think he's one of the best Cardinal pitchers of all time. I think he gets in the Cardinal Hall of Fame without a doubt, uh, and he he just continues to flip that curveball up there, and guys just can't seem to hit it. Uh, in his 171 innings last year, he he uh, he he struck out a fair amount. He struck out 153 batters, and he was the Cardinals' best pitcher last year in the postseason. He had a really good start against Atlanta that was squandered uh, by a bullpen loss, and a really good start against Washington as well. And he was able to finish. Uh, finish game four as well, at least pitching game four as well. Um, so he, I, I, just, I love Wainwright as a person. I think he's a resilient, resilient guy, worked through some injuries in his career, pitched really well. I mean, he's, you know, we talked about it a little bit after the return for the Cardinals. He was, he's the guy that the Cardinals look to as, as a staff to kind of set the tone, and he did that. I mean, and then in the first five five days back, he was, he and only he and Yoan Oviedo were the only two Cardinals to go more than four innings. Uh, they both went five. He set the tone there. He set the tone tonight by going seven strong, striking out four. He had a rough start, but he was able to work around the two airs that the Cardinals um, so rudely gave him in the first first inning and you know, really settled in after the Mustakas double, like I said, retired the last 15 men he saw. Um, and when, when you think of Adam Wainwright, you, you think of that curveball and you think of Yadier Molina catching him. And Yadier Molina in his first game back from uh, the COVID-19 IL list you you wouldn't have thought he he would have been playing the whole time. <laughs> he had two hits and he had three of the five RBIs, uh, three of the five scored three of the five runs today for St. Louis. Excuse me, yesterday. Um, the first one was a traditional Yadier Molina single, um, just put it in the right field and that's that's all you got to do and you get two runs out of it. So, um, and then he was able to put the ball in play in the ninth. You can say, oh Lucas, he only hit it about you know sixty some odd feet before Iglesias knocked it down. You know what? He put the ball in play. When you put the ball in play, good things happen. Yadier Molina is really good at that. And one thing that I actually was not expecting to see was his career average. His career average at the major league level is 282. And you, you know, it might not be great, but before this, these were his averages before 2000. His single season averages before 2011. We'll, we'll start it in 2005. He played 114 games that year. 252, 216. 275, he hit 304 and 08, so that's fine, but 293 and 09, back to 262 in 2010. Uh, so his averages really weren't that high, and then you start getting into the the uh, 2011 post that, 305, 315, 319, 282, 307, or a couple of his averages throughout there. So, I mean, he's been a bit on the decline average-wise, but he just continues to be what this pitching staff looks for in a catcher. I think he, he manages the game better than any other catcher in the bigs, and, you know, there was some question about his arm strength last year. I think he didn't throw out a runner until May last year. And he's thrown out at least, he's thrown out two runners this year. He threw out one last night again. Uh, perennial Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, perennial All-Star as well. He's won the Platinum Glove four times. Uh, he, he had a streak of the Gold Gloves, or he won it from 2008 all the way up until 2015. He won it in 2015. Won it again in 18 as well. So, I mean, he is just... A staple in this Cardinals lineup is a staple on the defensive end behind the plate. He and Wainwright have been leading the charge since 2006. These two are the only two guys that remain from the Cardinals' two World Series championships teams of this century, um, and that's just a testament to their loyalty to St. Louis, a testament to their loyalty to each other, and a testament to to their work ethic to remain relevant for so long that we're still talking about them. You know, for 
14 years after their first world championship, nine years after their second. So I, I just can't say enough about Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, what they've done to prove themselves on the field, off the field. They're great people as well. And I just, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina continue to impress and continue to defy baseball logic. So uh, props to them um, in, in terms of their work ethic and everything like that. But um, Yadier Molina will probably turn around and, and play another game tomorrow with St. Louis uh, playing against the Reds again. Game two of four game set as I preview that game for you guys. Uh, Reds again coming in at 10 and 13. Cardinals will sit at 7 and 7. Got two uh, interesting cases here for starting pitching. Anthony Descalfani will go for the Reds. He's 1-1 one one with a 6-2-3 ERA, nine punch-outs coming in. Uh, he's coming off one of the, the worst starts of his career. Uh, he allowed nine runs over just two innings against the Pirates his last time out. Um, there were some reports as to him tipping pitches. Uh, hitters were uh, hitting his fastball out of the park for three times. Uh, but what you like to see, uh, Cardinals against Descalfani, let's look at some individual numbers. Bader is hitting... Uh, five out of nine for a 5.56 average. Carpenter is hitting 4.64 and 28 at bats. Dexter Fowler is hitting 3.20 and 25 at bats. Paul Goldsmith's hitting a blistering 4.76 and 21 at bats with a homer. Kisner's one for two, so take that with what you will. The only really concerning one for me is Yadier Molina hitting a buck 60 and 25 at bats. Um, and then for the Cardinals, you got good old Dakota Hudson. I think that he settled in in his last start. Uh, building up his arm strength a little bit. Only went uh, four innings on last Sunday against the White Sox. Um, but, I mean, he really settled in after that first inning. Uh, he just allowed one run on two hits, struck out three. Um, and not a, lot, not a lot of at-bats for the Reds against uh, Hudson. Nobody has more than uh, 12. But Votto, he's hitting 250 and 12 at-bats. Mike Moustakas has good numbers. He's four for seven. Eugenio uh, Suarez is uh, hitting 455 and 11 at-bats. So, the key here for Hudson is the first inning. Uh, we've, we've seen that in his career. His ERA in the first inning is a lot higher than any other inning. So I think if, if Hudson can get past the first inning, I love his stuff. I love the sinker baller uh, paired with a really good slider. With when Hudson has both, and he can flip the curveball in there every once in a while. So I think uh, if Hudson, Hudson can get past the first inning, I trust the Cardinal offense tonight to do some good things against Anthony Descalfani. I don't think that he'll allow nine runs in two innings again like he did against Pittsburgh, <laughs> but I do think that the Cardinals can get some more runs off him. So I'm looking for consistency in tonight's game. Uh, Cardinals have been inconsistent on the offensive side of things. Looking for them to put together some more at-bats just like they did last night in a 5-4 to winner. And I'm saying Cardinals take the first two series with game two win tonight. Dakota Hudson pitches a gem. Um, but that's all I got for this episode of Locked on Cardinals. Be sure to like the uh, Twitter handle at LO underscore Cardinals. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Rate it on any of your podcast listening platforms. Let me know what you think of it. Um, and I'm always looking forward to seeing your guys' feedback. Interact with me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Also, head over to Locked on Reds to hear Jets Carr's reaction as well. I'll be back with you guys on Monday, breaking down the Saturday and Sunday games against the Cincinnati Reds. You can follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball for my in-game reactions as well. So, My name is Lucas Smith. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.